Beauty isn't just skin deep. It goes way beyond the superficial cosmetic facade that we are lured by. Beauty is indeed a culmination of grit, confidence and authenticity coming together for a purpose larger than self, thereby making each of us as unique as our fingerprint. Emotions are incredibly powerful influences. They often supersede rationality and logic. This makes it difficult for us to avoid their impact on our decision-making. But since each of us is naturally wired to be susceptible to the traps of emotional foreplay, a deeper understanding of why we feel the way we feel can help contextualize the relationship between our emotions and actions. Hello everyone, and welcome to Clarity, a podcast series designed to create a safe space for conversations and reflections. I'm your host, Janvi Gurja, a curious people observer, an executive coach, and co-founder of Vital Science Advisory. In today's episode, I'm in conversation with a very special guest who is a young entrepreneur on the cusp of making her mark in the Indian skincare luxury segment through her brand, Luma. Gauri is a marketing consultant turned entrepreneur who is passionate about creating value in the skincare industry through innovation and research-led formulations by building a first-of-its-kind luxury brand in India. Through her upcoming brand Luma, which means glow and luster, she hopes to build a new norm around the regime of skincare across the Indian diaspora. Skincare as a whole, compared to the rest of the world, tends to have practices that are slightly unique and slightly different. Through our conversation, I hope to understand her thought processes, her emotions, and her ride in this journey of entrepreneurship as she sits today on the cusp of launching a fabulous brand, Luma, for the first time in India. Welcome to Clarity Gauri. Thank you so much, Janvi. I'm so happy to be here. What, where is the emotion sitting here, um, you know, ready to talk about Luma? What is the emotion right now in this space you're experiencing? I am quite thrilled. It's, I think, let's go with Loma. Loma? No, Luma. It's called Loma. Yeah, okay. Loma. While it's spelled as L-J-O-M-A. Yeah. Okay. I think the original pronunciation is probably Luma, mm-hmm. but we're going to go with Loma mm-hmm. just for ease because just breaking down the spelling is tough enough, I think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I I feel thrilled. I'm, as you said, on the cusp of launching. So there's a lot, there's a lot of verticals at play right now because I don't really have a team. Mm-hmm. It's just me alone mm-hmm. right now. So a lot going on. I'm having fun. I'm also overwhelmed mm-hmm. and I'm not sleeping much, mm-hmm. but but I'm excited. I'm excited to finally get this out there because I've been working on it for over a year now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thrilled, thrilled to talk about it more. Fabulous. You said you were working as, you know, a consultant, a marketing consultant in a design agency. Okay, with that kind of experience, what was something that triggered the need for you to turn an entrepreneur? That's a good question because I think when I was working with brands, I was working with a lot of startups mm-hmm. and even established companies. And growing up, you think that a company is functioning and it's a well-oiled machine and everything goes smoothly. But when you actually start working, you realize that at the end of the day, it's people and people make mistakes and people sometimes forget the mm-hmm. vision. And oftentimes I've had clients who've had a great vision, but in the process, I feel in terms of specifically marketing and social media, Mm. that it does get diluted. 
it gets diluted because they start conforming to norms. They start trying to be more masi. They can't decide if they're boutique. They can't decide if they're masi. So I always wanted to sort of run a brand where I can execute every vision I have and make sure the brand doesn't get diluted but gets stronger as the months or years go on. Which is, which is, um, I think, quite a um, um, a very interesting way that you have conceived, and also uh, it, it sounds very romantic. Okay, <laughs> uh, however, the reality of the world is that you will still have to work with people, of course, and not everyone may have the ability to execute your vision, and again, dilution could happen. Yeah, right. Um, so, so again, around that, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are that I think what I can do now is because I have my own company. Mm-hmm. I no longer, first of all, have to ask a client for approval. You know, I approve my own ideas and I just go for it. Do I sense feeling a lot empowered there? I do. I do feel okay. very excited because I've mm-hmm. always thought I had a good creative vision. Mm-hmm. And I think Loma is just a outpour of all of that, you know, ideas, all the ideas that got rejected over the years from mm-hmm. clients. I think mm-hmm. this is me just doing exactly what I think a luxury brand should do. So are you okay if I ask you a very uncomfortable question here? Of course, of course. All right. Um, So with your permission, you said Loma is going to be an outcome of a lot of unfulfilled ideas Mm -hmm. because, you know, clients dictated or bosses dictated and you were always subject to approval. Right. Right. And here you're sensing that freedom, creative, you know, abilities that you have here that you can pour out everything and do it. Now... What do you think you've changed about yourself that allows you to feel this freedom which you didn't feel earlier? I think, I mean, how Loma started, I was just, I think I'm a pretty ambitious person. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't want to, I have this fear of being mediocre, you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting a you know, slow life, but I'm currently just, I wasn't happy with my career, mm-hmm. where it was going. Which is why I was like, you know, I felt like there's a niche in the skincare market, I believe, because the wave of active ingredients has now come to India. You know, people are moving into, people are curious, what's a niacinamide? Can I use hyaluronic acid with retinol? People are aware, partially aware. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even though there are brands coming up with wonderful formulations and active ingredients, there's no brand that's pure luxury. And I think India deserves a luxury brand that is not making only Ayurvedic products. You know, we, we there's more to us. We can mm. build successful companies that are based on science, based on research-led marketing mm. and not, mm. you know, your skin will glow in five days. No, it's about consistent practice that we want to preach. And yet Ayurveda has been something which has been around for thousands of years. Of course. In and India. We, and we have Ayurvedic products in our country yeah in mm-hmm. our formulations itself mm-hmm. we also have ayurvedic products but of course it's very much research led mm-hmm. i i haven't because there are ways to build a formulation if you're starting a company mm-hmm. you can always go to a third party manufacturer and say i'm just going to buy a formulation from you stick my label on it and sell it that's one way to do it mm-hmm. but what i did was i built each formulation that we have from scratch mm-hmm. with a team of biochemists of course i am okay. not equipped to do that myself mm-hmm. So we've put a lot of love and more than love, I would say research into this, into these products. So that how do, how do we minimize a seven step skincare routine to just two steps for someone with problematic skin? Okay. And you said you had problematic skin. Oh, 
I mean, like, you had uh, problematic skin. I had extremely from the day I turned thirteen, my body just knew hmm. that hmm. it's time to produce acne. <laughs> hmm. okay. okay, I suffered from acne from the ages of thirteen to. Honestly, I still st- struggle, and I'm twenty seven today. Hmm. Hmm. And over the years, I have tried each and every cure to acne there is. I've gone the homemade route. You know, mm-hmm. initially your mom is mixing multani right. mitti and telling mm-hmm. you to put it, and no one in my family had struggled that way. So they were like, "Oh, maybe this is just puberty; it'll pass." Mm-hmm. But it didn't. And then I tried a pure Ayurvedic skincare mm-hmm. routine. Actually, no chemicals. Mm-hmm. You know, when we say mm-hmm. no chemicals, that was actually no chemicals. Mm-hmm. and i then eventually went to a dermatologist because hmm. my family was like okay this this is too much hmm. and that was when i was put on of course i was put on medication mm-hmm. because i needed that but i was also put on a skincare routine which was very different to what i believed in mm-hmm. you know like the fact that you have to wear sunscreen every day mm-hmm. i was like okay that's new until i was a teenager i didn't wear sunscreen mm-hmm. and the products and the way that it was there was nothing ayurvedic nothing holistic about it it was just pure science and that's what worked on my skin and and that's what i believe you want to translate into luma absolutely pure science and mixed with a lot of personal experience yes. and conviction that this is treatable yes. and we can all take care of our skin yeah because i think bad skin can really affect you if it is prolonged you know how how can it affect you I mean sometimes you just don't know what to do what are you doing wrong I'm I mean I struggled from hormonal acne mm. anyone mm. who struggled from hormonal or any type of cystic acne will mm. understand it's painful first mm. of all it's not just that it looks bad it's also painful mm. no no amount of makeup really covers it up mm. Mm. you know and not only is it the acne it's the post acne scarring which actually doesn't leave you for years and years and what did that do to you as a person gauri when you were in those young teenage years I, peer pressure to look pretty um, a lot of things i'm sure happened but what did it specifically do to you that strengthened the need for you to find a bigger solution i think i wasn't luckily i wasn't affected by the vanity aspect of it okay. i wasn't like oh my god i look awful or something for some reason i was a very confident teenager but i was worried about the fact that this is wrong you know and whatever skin care because i was trying everything and nothing was working so i was getting more and more curious about how does this work how can we can we change the dna of our skin mm-hmm. can we if i have oily skin can i with time turn it into combination skin you know if i have a tanning problem if i have a pigmentation issue how can i tackle that so i got very interested in ingredients mm-hmm. and i when i started loma a year and a half ago how i started was i didn't even do market research i just started studying about skin care for months i just made notes and read about each and every ingredient started trying and testing ingredients myself and that's how i sort of entered the journey of loma because i wanted to know what am i putting on my face and what am i telling others to put on their face and do you believe that a lot of consumers today in india um are really not aware but can be carried away by the branding marketing activities and hence could be buying products that may or may not be required for them absolutely and is that the space that you would come up with i think a huge part of loma is going to be it's okay if you're not buying our products mm-hmm. if we are a luxury brand mm-hmm. if you cannot afford it that i completely understand that you should have a routine that you can afford but 
a huge part of loma even on social media is going to be about educating you know it's okay if you are not using our product but you can use a product with a formulation like this okay it's just about empowering the customer empowering the customer with authentic information yeah and with not pushing them i guess to purchase your products and promising some miracles overnight oh yeah never it's never about overnight because i think the way you should look at it is there are people who haven't worn sunscreen their entire life mm-hmm. there are yeah, people like me for example yeah you for example your skin looks fine right your skin looks good still looks good thank you of course i mean so i feel like if you don't do something for your skin your skin will try its best for a long time to not show you signs mm-hmm. so when you are doing something good you still have to give it time to show you signs right mm. you have to be consistent with a skincare routine you can't say oh i didn't wash my face last night but this morning let me do it and then forget again no it's about consistency so you don't gain weight overnight so if you're expecting to lose it and shed it overnight then it's it's just damaging the body and yeah yeah i guess so so in in a very um, i guess a roundabout way gauri what you're reassuring to us is that um there is no silver bullet one and two is that uh, we wear of products that promise you miracles just like that because it isn't really definitely. possible definitely right yeah so so that's that's really good and and i think um that piece of honesty will help a lot of us um not get anxious that look i tried this but i'm not looking the way the ad or the glossy magazine cover lady looks like yeah. okay so i'm just going to come back a little and say you are um you know on the cusp of launching loma you are very excited you know so much and you've researched so much about skincare as a regime and the active ingredients that go into skincare and you're very brazen and honest about it but i'm sure not every day has been pink rosy bright yellow okay what are you battling with these days as a young entrepreneur as someone with so much of ambition and aspiration what is the top of the mind battles and how are you coping with it um there are battles of course i mean in every journey there's going to be issues i'm very fortunate in the first place that i can do something like this mm-hmm. you know i think a lot of people have the ability a lot of women especially to start companies and run companies but haven't been able to so first of all i'm very lucky battles being i'm very overworked of course because my one advice would be get a co-founder mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. see someone who can add value mm-hmm. maybe get a co-founder because mm-hmm. alone it's a lot to handle so the struggles are of course keeping up with work mm-hmm. keeping up with the number of verticals running at the same time mm-hmm. because the closer we get to the launch everything needs to sort of orchestrate mm-hmm. right because we're putting this show together right so just trying to get everything done simultaneously at the same time mm-hmm. has been a struggle and then of course there's always the fear you mm-hmm. know what if i do all this and then nobody buys it <laughs> so what if nobody buys it what do you think that could do to you I mean that would definitely I am ready for people to not purchase it in the first go. I'm ready to try multiple things because I need to understand my consumers, right? I'm here to serve people to f- feel better about their skin, to be able to step out without makeup. Mhm. You know? Mhm. So as long as it takes for me to convince a con- customer that this is worth it, I will do that. So I do, I won't really accept if no one's buying it. I'll say okay, maybe maybe there's something i need to change about my approach about my communication mm-hmm. with my audience mm-hmm. because i just want to build a community of skincare nerds you know skincare nerds that's yeah. an interesting <laughs> term describe a skincare nerd for me 
a skincare nerd is constantly reading about new ingredients mm-hmm. they don't buy products because it looks nice they mm-hmm. buy products because they are promised certain things certain realistic things mm-hmm. and a skincare nerds always try waiting to see the next product that they can try you know oh. that they can sort of trust mm-hmm. and and that's the community that you want to build definitely a little while ago i heard you use the word we you keep using the word we and at the same time you said i'm looking for a co-founder who comprises of we gauri it's just me it's, it's just, just you it's just so, me. so so you kind of refer to yourself in the plural i refer to loma as we okay. and i think okay. of me as a part of loma so i say we as loma okay. but yeah i'm i'm not currently looking for a co-founder mm-hmm. but if someone wants to intern for me and share some of the workload okay you'd be happy for <laughs> I'd that be happy. you'd be happy for that so so right now okay what are the two solutions in addition to a co-founder or some an extra pair of hands that you require to kickstart the brand quickly maybe a day that's longer than 24 hours i think that wow. wow that's an ask that's an ask a confirmed workaholic extremely resilient very ambitious somebody who comes with a real life story of battling an extremely stubborn acne challenge and is today willing to give up every comfort and put all her resources into this brand okay so we are in conversation with gauri the co-founder because i'm going to use the word co-founder no no no, no just, just founder, the founder, founder the founder of of loma okay uh gauri why luxury and why not affordable because i think when i was entering the skincare space i had the option of launching an affordable brand but there are many wonderful affordable brands in the market right now mm-hmm. and i think as a as an entrepreneur as a founder when you're entering a space you do want to attack at least a micro niche if not a full blown niche mm-hmm. because the skincare segment is extremely saturated we're mm-hmm. aware of that but that was the micro niche that i see mm-hmm. i i feel like you know there are luxury indian brands but in the in the active ingredient space in the science led marketing space and you know pure scientific formulations mm-hmm. i don't see any you don't see any and the single reason somebody would come to you or to buy luma would be um uh, price would not be the reason but it would just be that because the information there is real yeah and you are able to you know respond back to them should they have any questions absolutely right okay now you mentioned at the start of the interview that you're really not sleeping too well or flayed what are some of the uh, recurring thoughts that's keeping you up at night my recurring thoughts are just my day to day tasks that mm-hmm. i sometimes can't complete because i think as an entrepreneur some if someone wants to start a company they should understand that even though you have the drive mm-hmm. the people you're working with don't because mm-hmm. you are just another client mm-hmm. you're just another mm-hmm. person that the vendor spoke to that day mm-hmm. it's all it's a lot of it is about building relationships okay and making sure that you have a good team right now i don't have a team that i can rely on you know so mm-hmm. that those mm-hmm. are my worries Hmm. And and so if I were to say you're a zero brand which means a brand that nobody knows and a brand which is yet to come to life. Yeah. Okay? So as a zero brand um ambition seeker what are some of the modifications in your behaviors and emotions that today you've become you know uh cognizant of 
which wasn't there when you were working in an agency right. and when you were someone consuming products of other skincare brands i think one major change has been on trying to understand how to add value mm-hmm. to an actual segment and in order to add value you need to know the customers okay so now whenever i meet someone for example when i'm at sohana mm. i ask her do you have a skincare routine mm-hmm. i always want to ask people what do you use why do you buy what you buy mm. because that teaches me about my potential customer so i think i've become very curious in terms of the customer base which mm. before i wasn't because i was just working with an agency mm-hmm. but now i'm constantly trying to find who is my target audience you for example you know mm. you would be my target audience fabulous okay so, yes and i would be your potential customer yeah yes yes Definitely. i mean just listening to you and the authenticity with which you are uh, talking about the brand the genesis of this brand taking birth as well as the effort that you're putting in just just that is good for me to want to be a part of your brand story i'm glad i'm yeah, glad yeah i mean that, i mean that's the whole idea right because um a lot of times uh, people miss out on the opportunity to build and create yeah right and uh, when you have that passion to build and create you actually put everything you literally put your skin in the game yeah. you know sorry for sounding so cliche but you put your skin in the game and i and i sense you putting your skin in this game yeah and what better endorsement than helping you supporting you by purchasing products that you've put out there i mean yes i mean that would be that's the dream right 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 so thoughts about how you know your checklist is what keeps you up at night now um has there ever at any point in this last year and a half you know been a temptation that listen i think this is a great journey so far but i don't see too much light at the end of this tunnel the tunnel seems to be getting darker um maybe i should just get back and you know find a job work for 2 3 years and then come back have those temptations seduced you at any point um the temptation of getting a job no i don't think i get there mm-hmm. on my when i'm overthinking mm-hmm. <laughs> but of course there's that because i didn't realize how tough this was going to be mm-hmm. which i'm glad because mm-hmm. if i did i probably wouldn't have started you know okay. if i knew just how much was going to so you went in blind went in completely blind just i think i just had a passion for starting a skincare company i felt like more people should use good products good high quality products but now i realize how much it really takes to you know build it together so i'm sorry what was the question <laughs> the question the question is very simple are you tempted at any point to go back to no i'm job? not i'm definitely i get very defeated mm-hmm. there have been points where i've been like you know like why why am i doing all this and of course you when you meet people you meet certain investors you meet certain mm-hmm. there's so many people you meet in the mm-hmm. startup community mm-hmm. and of course there's people who are like no 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 don't let this be your sole source of income please find another job mm. but i i don't think i'll be satisfied if i don't give this my 100% and don't think safety seems to be your uh, primary driver at this point for sure because you are not by any chance trying to play it safe you're going to put it all out there I'm so not. I, and and I, i think that's that's the zeal that is important at this stage because if you don't believe in this brand how are you going to attract people to come and work with you yeah and for you and customers to come and buy what you are presenting to them i yeah. i think conviction translates into every little pore of the brand into every little activity and communication that you are going to um put out there going forward that's very well so, said yeah that's very well and said. and it, you know sometimes we assume that our qualities don't translate into our products or services but more often than not uh my experience has been that if you are authentic and you stand behind what you do and you stand behind what you say 
um, it's very, very easy for the people who want to put a price on it and pick it up. They will buy it because of your faith in it. I hope so. Yeah? I hope so. I mean, I think people should understand, whoever is starting a company, please understand that this is not going to be an overnight success. Yes. This is not going to be a two-year journey, not a three-year journey. This is you're looking at 10, 15 years of your life if you want to build a company, you know. So I have met some people who have this very rosy picture of how it goes after you launch. But no, it's a very, very slow growth, especially if you're bootstrapped, which we are. Yeah, yeah. Loma is bootstrapped. We haven't raised any funding. Mm. So things move slowly and it's just a compounding effort. You know, you just have to put an effort every day. And you'll get there. And you'll get there, right? So, so tell me, in the startup community that you are, as a woman, okay, uh, is it easier or is it tougher? I think now is a wonderful time to be a woman mm. in the startup community because there are so many of us now mm. and mm. I love it. I've mm. been to events where there's 200 female founders, there's 100 VCs who are women mm. and mm. I, I love it. So I think, see, the parts of being a woman that are difficult will stay difficult. Mm. For example, when I talk to vendors, mm. uh, vendors are not from India one, mm. right? Mm. India, th Those are different people with different thinking. So when I approach them, I'm often asked, whose company is this? Mm. Is this your father's company? Mm. Is your husband part of this? Mm. Will your husband be in the meeting? Mm. No, it's just me. Mm. So it's tough when it comes to dealing with certain type of people. But I think in the startup community, it's a wonderful time to be a female founder. And, and, and you see that this can be extremely encouraging for other women out there who possibly are toying with ideas yeah. or small little ideas taking seed in their minds right now. Yeah, just Fantastic. go for it. Fantastic. Gauri, what are you really rigid and stubborn about, which you are still not able to give up? I am rigid about the fact that this is a luxury brand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've been told many times that, you know, luxury doesn't sell in India mm -hmm. and this and that. But mm -hmm. if not this, then I don't want to do it. You know, we are a luxury brand and we won't be changing that. Mm -hmm. We And we're proud of that. We want to be India's first active ingredient luxury brand. Mm -hmm. Pretty rigid about that. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I have been rigid about not taking on a co-founder. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I just haven't... What are you afraid of if you get a co-founder? Right now, I haven't met anyone who can add value more than me. That's what I'm looking for. So in a very short and brief way, if you were to describe the personality of a co-founder, let's see if this podcast can help somebody listening out yeah. there to become a co-founder. Describe I think it to me. Rather than a co-founder, I would like a CMO. Okay. I think someone who can help because I do have a background in marketing, but mm -hmm. I'm also handling a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. So if someone wants to be part of the marketing, mm -hmm. then yes, please, please get in touch with me because I'd love but to. But what kind of people can work with you in terms of personality? Tell us a little about your personality, Gauri, and what type of personalities do you think will have maximum friction with you and minimum friction with you? I think I'm not a calm personality. Mm -hmm. I think you can probably yeah, tell yeah. Uh, what kind of a person I am. But I, I, think I, I think when we met for mm -hmm. the first time, you said something about how founders have an umbilical cord to, yes, to their the company. Brand. And it's true. I mean, we are irrational mm -hmm. and emotional. Mm -hmm. So that is something I would like to change about myself, actually. Not mm -hmm. be as uh, emotional. But and yet passionate. And of course, there's passion, but you have mm. to balance it out because it's no good being so emotional about things. And, and what type of people will you find it extremely allergic to work with? Let's people like me, I think. People like you, <laughs> Oni. So you're not looking for clones like you. No. Okay. I think someone who's calmer. 
you're looking for someone who's calmer and that would help you yeah right what one work quality about yourself do you pride the most kavi i think i pride myself on being able to get something done no mm-hmm. matter how many issues come up in the process because when you're starting a company and setting up your bases mm. you're going to have multiple problems you're mm. not going to meet the right people mm. it's you don't know anything you're starting from zero mm. so i do i have realized that i have this ability to put things together mm. if need be mm. so i think that's what i'm proud of that i can get something done if it needs to be done and and have you you know uh, recently got something done which was difficult to get done and would you like to share um let's see I mean a lot of this has been difficult but finding the right vendors mm-hmm. because when you start off you have low MOQs which mm-hmm. is the minimum order quantity mm-hmm. because you're just not sure of your target audience yet so finding the right manufacturers who can accommodate your MOQs mm-hmm. at the same time deliver a high quality product mm-hmm. it's a bit difficult so okay. I'm proud of the fact that I've been able to find the right people mm-hmm. and I've you know gotten the opportunity to travel and visit plants and get to know vendors and sort of build personality uh, build relationships with them okay so that's i'm i'm happy about that that i at least have systems in place now fantastic so as a founder i invite you to you know just walk with me in this for the next couple of minutes if you're game we'll do a little um experiment okay okay we'll um, we'll make luma the entity that is loma loma again see i'm getting i'm getting the <laughs> the right name but you want to call it lo- loma loma, loma yes. for the loma. ease of everybody yes. okay let's say loma for what it is okay uh is a personality mm-hmm. and we're going to put loma on a dating app <laughs> okay we're going to try and find a suitor okay okay and uh, so the suitor will be the consumer the customer mm-hmm. and so describe to me three to four attributes of loma mm-hmm. and three to four attributes that loma would match perfectly mm-hmm. who is that customer because i think that would help all of us to understand loma even better okay and that's that's a good question if it's on a dating app and looking for a suitor okay loma i think are if we had say three core personalities we would be number one luxury number two research led number 4 number 3 wellness okay okay we are a wellness luxury company but we take our formulations very seriously okay so someone who we would match with mm-hmm. would also have to care about those things either they love all things luxury mm-hmm. you know they just want to feel good they want to be consuming products that have been built with an intention mm-hmm. that is we would definitely date <laughs> that you person would, would date, date somebody who's got the money to spend indulges in luxury and is also wanting to make informed choices. Yeah. And okay. then there's of course the strata of customers which are the skin nerds. Mm-hmm. You know, these are people curious about good formulations. Mm-hmm. They these are women, mostly women. I don't see as many men, but mm-hmm. I would like to change that with Loma by the way mm-hmm. because there is no gender to skincare. Okay. Anyone who says this is a male face wash is lying to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no gender to skincare. There's skin no care. gender. To okay, good. Good we we clarified that bit. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So someone who cares about a good formulation mm-hmm. someone who understands that okay if a product doesn't have fragrance that's because it's a better product for me mm. people who are people who know what they want people who purchase already products that tend to be on the pricier side who have a certain disposable income i think yeah these are the people so loma is looking for intelligent 
well-informed and people who have the propensity to purchase luxury skincare. Yeah, if you're not well-informed, that's okay. We'll inform you. Yeah. As long as you're curious to hear curious what we and have open-minded to, yeah. to listen. Perfect. Perfect. So, obviously, like you mentioned earlier, the skincare market is pretty saturated in India. And given the various layers of income levels and affordability across the country, there is obviously going to be a very, very small um, percentage of um, consumer base who possibly could qualify into buying Loma products, right? Does the fact that there are several large multinational brands and, and they're large with very deep pockets and extremely wide marketing distribution budgets and uh, celebrity endorsements and engagement and participation everywhere, Okay, and so when you drive across, you look up at a hoarding, there is a, a celebrity endorsing a brand of uh, fairness creams or somebody endorsing um, face washes and everything possible under the sun. Does that intimidate or scare you? Thinking, where would I place Loma? I mean, definitely. Mm -hmm. That's, of course, a big issue that we don't have deep pockets that we can, that we can constantly spend Mm -hmm. marketing money on mm -hmm. but at the same time I think India because I spend a lot of time on social media and talk to a lot of potential customers I think we are moving away from being that easily convinced mm -hmm. just because there's so much information out there mm -hmm. there are dermatologists that you can follow on Instagram mm -hmm. telling you you should use sunscreen or you should use you know retinol or niacinamide people are more likely to listen to micro influencers mm -hmm. dermatologists rather than a celebrity, is what I believe. Is what you believe. Okay. And especially these are the people I'm, you know, sort of approaching to buy okay. the product. Okay. And when you are afraid and intimidated, when you see the big brands out there, how do you regain your calm? I just, you just have to get down to work. Just start working. Whatever is in your mind that you're procrastinating and you're thinking too much about and building it into this big task, it's not. Just wake up and just do the work and then you'll see what happens because that's what I can do. What I can do is put in the work and be authentic and hopefully the customer understands that, you know. So I think my calm is that and I like working out. I definitely enjoy that. So you find exercise and calm, you know, a work as calming coping yeah. mechanisms. Great. And has there ever been in the recent past a time when uh, you felt like an imposter? I'm not good enough or I'm not sure if I'm doing the right thing. Have you ever felt that? Even a fleeting moment? Every single day. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and and what is that hack? Because um, it's very important, um, you know, to listen to how you deal with it in the live mm -hmm. way that you're dealing with it. Uh, because there must be so many young people across this country like you, just buzzing with energy to want to launch their own brand, to want to be masters of their own fate, right? All of that happening. So, when you feel I'm not good enough, you know, I'm an imposter, how can I ever be better yeah. than these multinationals? What on earth am I trying to do? These questions you can ask. What do you do at that point? I just work. <laughs> Are there any words you tell yourself? I think it's, I, there's a quote, that's mm. my favorite quote, mm. which says, if not now, then when? If mm. not me, then who? Mm -hmm. So okay. I often think, if I don't do this, mm. if I don't try starting mm. this company, mm. someone else probably will. You know, well, yes, yes. Someone somewhere. will see a micro niche. Someone, probably a bigger company, mm. is mm. probably already seeing it. I don't okay. know. For all we know, it's already happening. But I often think, if I don't do this, I will not be happy when I'm older. When I look back, I will regret not giving this my everything. 
So then what do you do? What you have control over? You organize and you restart work and that's it. It's just an everyday effort. So, so have you ever felt um, inadequate in terms of your preparation? Yes. And what are those areas of inadequacy you experience? Areas of inadequacy is lack of knowledge of the industry, mm -hmm. right? I'm, I haven't run a brand before. Mm -hmm. I haven't started a brand. I haven't scaled a brand. Mm -hmm. So I do feel extremely unaware in those regards. But what I t try to do is talk to as many people as I can. You and I, for example, mm -hmm. also just struck up a conversation, mm -hmm. right? So I, I'm very aware of the fact that I don't know everything, but I want to learn as much as I can. Could that not stump you uh, unaware or blindside you and almost bomb the brand, right? Um, so could that not be sometimes um, walking into a landmine and um, not, um, you know, being prepared for it? Yeah. That, that's what it is in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm just saying. So is there anything you think you should be doing so that you're better prepared and not um, kill the brand even before it's born? I think I think you can never be fully prepared. Mm -hmm. I am someone who spent months and months, mm -hmm. and I do. I still spend months and mm -hmm. months to try and prepare, prepare for this. Mm -hmm. But like most things in life, you really can't predict exactly how something's going to go. Mm. And you mm. have to be comfortable with uncertainty. Mm. You know, all because I've put so much work into this mm. does not guarantee me a certain mm. return. Mm. At the end of the day, I am doing this because I want to. And, and how have you dealt with failure in the past? Yeah. Or let's say just a near miss in the past? I think depends on the scale of the failure. Mm. <laughs> if mm. it's a big one, then I usually, I usually try and go somewhere for a mm. bit. Mm. I try and travel, mm. go somewhere and just sort of not think about it, but let it marinate in the back of my head. Mm. And usually mm. at the end of two, three days, I have a solution in my head. Okay. But if it's like a daily, day-to-day -day failure, then nothing. You put on some music, you maybe put on some makeup, try and feel better and you get back to it. Okay. So ha have there been any learnings or wisdom from your previous experiences that you have brought into Loma and uh, built a few safety nets very gently? I think what I've learned, I can answer that, mm -hmm. is what not to do. Okay. And from some wonderful people, I've learned what exactly what, you what should do. What is that? What not to do? Yeah. I think there shouldn't be too much confusion with a brand. Right. You know, too many chefs is the problem. Sometimes mm -hmm. I believe when, when I've worked with clients, big clients, small clients, uh, there's too much hierarchy. Mm. The, an idea has to go through too many people and mm. most of the time those people don't even understand marketing. Mm -hmm. So I think what I've seen is that there should be a clear line of vision in terms mm. of what the brand stands for mm. amongst the team members. Mm -hmm. So that is something I'm going to inculcate in Clarity. with Loma. Clarity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. what exactly we do and if your bases are fixed as a brand, if you know exactly who you are, even if someone else is working on something, they'll be in the same direction. Mm. But mm. I think the confusion when I see, when I used to see confusion in my clients, mm. I often felt like the brand was suffering because of, you know, personal company hierarchies mm. and things like mm. that. So basically what you're telling me is you'll keep the BS out of everything. Yeah. You will keep it simple. You will make sure that there is less commotion, more clarity. Yeah. And to the largest extent, keep addressing what is happening on the fly as it's happening. Right. So dynamic, fluid yeah. and simple. Yeah. Fluid for sure. I don't think as a startup, that's our one benefit. Mm -hmm. You know, big companies, I mean, elephants can't dance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. As a startup, you're you can 
change your marketing strategy one day if this is not working. So I think that's where we benefit from, you know, hit and trial because we ourselves are also learning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, when do we see Loma hitting the stands? Hitting the stands. Mm -hmm. Let's see, we're in November. Mm -hmm. I think by June next year. Maximum by June next Before that. Okay. Hopefully. By, by June next year, is it going to be out in all the metros or only... Initially, um, we will be only online. Okay, so it's an e-commerce brand. Yes, mm -hmm. initially, yes. And of course, we'll start increasing our retail presence through different retail marketplaces that are around. Anything about the colors that you're going to be using for your brand? How I, does that relate to the person that you are? I think it. the brand is very much inspired by my mother. Mm -hmm. And my mother was from Shimla. Mm -hmm. I was born in Shimla. Mm -hmm. So the brand is very much inspired by that. That is all I can say. Okay. Okay. So we have a lot to wait for and watch out for. Correct. Any mentors apart from your mother who are helping you at this point that you'd like to talk about? I wouldn't say mentors, but I do have a great support system. Mm -hmm. I have a support system of friends. Mm -hmm. My boyfriend mm -hmm. is, you know, I feel strange calling him my boyfriend. We've been together a long time now. Mm -hmm. But I do have a great support system. My mm. father, mm. always, always motivating me. Mm. He doesn't, he, I'm very lucky to have a father like that. Mm. He doesn't see gender. He mm. just sees ambition, mm. you know. So I do, ha I have a great support system. Every, you know what you asked me when I am down and I'm just done with everything? Yeah. Realistically, what I do is I talk to my friends. I go to their house and I sit on their couch and mm. I just vent. Mm. And then they just tell me, they just give me a reality check if I'm being irrational. And usually that's what, makes me feel better. You know what What I really like, Gauri, right now is that you are scripting your own story and uh, you are inside your story. You're not standing outside of it. You're sitting inside your story. You're working inside your story and scripting it uh, for the way you want it to turn out. I like that. Yeah, I like the sound yeah. of that. So, so um, you are being very, very empowered. And uh, yes, you are obviously a reasonably... Um, tentative about a few things which is natural but at the same time you are very bold to say I don't know too many things and I don't know how it's going to pan out but I'm willing to go all in yeah I'll be there I'll be there I'll I'm be there. go all in and <laughs> let me see how it pans out right and I think that that in itself is fabulous inspiration for a lot of people okay um, my you know towards the close of this conversation I have this question what do you stand to lose okay at a personal level, mm -hmm. if Loma doesn't take off? I stand to lose, I think, mental stability for a bit. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, when you're working on something for so long, day and night, there are, there's no concept of weekends. There's no concept of anything when you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. So I think when you pour something in so much into it, you sort of expect that, oh, maybe it'll work. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, which very realistically is a possibility, and I don't even think a reflection on me. I think sometimes things just happen. Mm -hmm. I'm, I stand to lose sort of the drive that I have, but I'm sure that I'll mull over it for some time and then I'll come probably back. be back, yes, with, another, come back with another idea. But yeah. I, I don't even think uh, we'd have to think that far because I'm so sure that the way you have this clarity in your mind about how Loma is going to be uh, presented to the world, mm -hmm. you are pretty sorted and uh, I'm excited I'm looking forward to it I'm so excited yeah, I'll show yeah. you the you packaging should. you, you should um, the the Shimla inspired mm -hmm. uh, colors and uh, the design sensibilities I'm I'm so looking forward to your brand 
um if there was a magic wand given to you or let's call loma the magic wand mm-hmm. what about the current indian skincare regime would this magic wand change see because our formulations are not live yet there's not much i can say mm-hmm. but i think it's all in the name your skin will glow mm-hmm. you will glow from inside and out mm-hmm. and i think it's not just about putting a product on your face it's about taking out 15 minutes for yourself at the end of the day mm. when you've had a long day mm. and applying something on your face i think it's it goes beyond just a purchase and and what does a uh, good skin do to a person i think it gives you confidence it makes you happy in the morning when you wake up i've been a person who's woken up to multiple new breakouts and i used to dream about a day when i'd wake up and i'd had clear skin Mm-hmm. you know so to actually be able to achieve that through products i think that's wonderful and if i can do that for other people mm-hmm. nothing like it i'll be thrilled and my last question to you all right still no matter what efforts are being made by so many thought leaders by so many spokespersons and people across the world the color of skin mm-hmm. still happens to be the root cause for discrimination and racism yeah right as an entrepreneur today as a leader today what are your views on how can we minimize the discrimination that gets generated by the color of skin i think we as indians i'll just speak about india mm-hmm. for now i think i find it very contradictory the sort of approach we have towards fair skin because mm-hmm. we are indians mm-hmm. we are brown mm-hmm. you know the most beautiful people i seen our most probably indians india was actually ranked in some list mm-hmm. of like good looking people yes, yes. something like that yeah. i saw recently mm-hmm. but what can you do i mean you have to be proud of where you come from mm-hmm. at the end of the day your skin color is about where you come from mm-hmm. and everyone wherever they come from they have a beautiful story some stories we get to hear some we don't but mm-hmm. i think we're all walking around with history behind us in mm-hmm. our skin tones right i look like this because i was born in shimla because my mother was from shimla so there's a story there mm. you know mm. if someone is from a different area they look different and i think there's always a story behind a person and that's what we must acknowledge rather than just judging based on a simple color of the I skin i love this i just love the fact of how well you've associated that the color of my skin is is you know a fabulous description of my history of where i come from and my culture and my narrative yeah so why not use this as a great storytelling opportunity as a moment of curiosity to ask the other person tell me about where you come from yeah rather than using this as a flashpoint for discrimination and you know harsh social divides yeah i agree yeah i mean it's it's a very you know it's a very interesting um insight um you know not only have i been inspired by your journey of entrepreneurship and i know it's not easy i know you have just entered what we call as the start phase in your entrepreneurial journey and i'm sure there's a lot more for you to go through the trials the tribulations the triumphs that you're going to go through are going to be many okay how you are going to cope with it is something that we would like to hear when you come back to this podcast i would love yeah several months later or several weeks later the pace is all in your hands and um, while wishing you you know boundless success yeah from the very bottom of my heart i also want to let you know that gauri anytime 
you need any kind of support any kind of platform to win to a space to discuss to talk to examine your thoughts and ideas don't hesitate to count on me to count on my team and to count on clarity absolutely i mean this has been wonderful i think i've made friends which i'm excited to mm-hmm. get to know yes. more after this yes absolutely absolutely so good luck to you on your entrepreneurial journey i am so glad and i'm so inspired by your enthusiasm your outlook and the warmth you bring to this thank space. you thank, thank you, you so, so much anvi thank you gauri thank you and good luck hello listeners i acknowledge that adapting to new patterns can be both complex and tough but not impossible many of these emotions play out their own charade making us feel low and lousy without actually knowing why through clarity a podcast series designed to create a safe space for conversations and reflections i feel comfortable talking to my guests about their vulnerabilities and their journeys if this episode of clarity with gauri and her entrepreneurial journey in bringing forth luma the first of its kind luxury skincare product in india strikes a chord with you or piques your curiosity don't forget to reach out to us on our socials on linkedin and instagram on vital signs advisory or on twitter at janvi_gurja8 and look us up at www.vitalscienceconsults.com now gauri can also be reached on her instagram handle gaura g a u r a a a that's 3 a's, three a's at the end of her name <laughs> all right don't forget to like share and subscribe follow our podcast on apple spotify and youtube until next time then this is janvi gurja signing off and thanking gauri for her presence and her insights on this podcast thank you very much for listening and being in the moment with me take care of yourselves because you are precious